Part two. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Doing good. A little tired. I'm doing good. All righty. All righty. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So part two. Part two. Yeah. I, I got to wait. Um, I got to. All right. So I think. I picked up off, uh, I'm going to just pick up where we left off at. Um, let's see, just got to get to where I was. So we were just going, to, just a recap, uh, just a little recap. We were talking about who this guy say we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and trust you and me, once you start saying this stuff, you're going to have all types of things, attacks, trying to discourage you from uh to change your view on uh on who God say you say you are. That's right. Um so I think I was in John 15, 15, but I'm gonna go ahead and go to uh Second Corinthians. I didn't get the uh, write the verse down, but I'm just gonna read it. I'm gonna read three. I'm gonna come out of three different books and then I'm gonna try to explain explain that a little bit. So Second Corinthians, uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then I'm going to go over to Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. Uh, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then Isaiah 62, 30, I mean, 62, 3 to 5. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall know you shall be no more termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called my delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as young for as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you as a, a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like regardless of what circumstances we were born in, uh I know a lot of people I just put it like this. So I, I grew up kind of rough. Um the, the odds seem to be against me um, from the time I was born. Um, you know, my mom was on drugs for 20 years, uh, like a few a few years after I was born. I think she got on drugs when I was around six or seven years old. Um, you know, my dad wasn't with my mom, so, I, you know, they were, they were never married. So I've, I've always kind of been in a single-parent household until – my dad married uh his his ex-wife Valerie. Um and um it was kinda in, in that environment. Uh and then it was weird because we were kinda looked up looked as as the black sheep of the family, me and my brothers and sisters, because my mom was on drugs and she couldn't do for us like our cousins and like other people in our family. I also got ran over by a car. And uh, end up feeling end up feeling the grade because I missed so much of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just a lot of stuff, man. It's just everything, just a lot of stuff. And um, 
you know, when you go through certain things, it's very easy to just uh, to think of yourself as, as a nobody or, you know, nobody loves me or, or whatever. And that's just a, it's just not true at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they, it, for a long time, people used to tell me happiness was a choice. And I was like, that, that to me doesn't make any type of sense. Like, how can you be happy when you are born in the situation that you're born in? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then as I got older, I realized that happiness is a choice. Like I was telling you on another, on another podcast we had that last year was rough for me. I know a lot of, it was some people that, you know, they had like, uh, they got some type of, uh, uh, revelation out of last year or, or some kind of light bulb went off or it made them look at things different. Well, even though I went through stuff, it made me think look through things different too. What I realized is the same things that I was going through last year, I'm going through this year, except for I'm looking at it a lot different. Right. So that makes me a lot happier. And that's how I feel like people should look at themselves. Like, uh, I just... It's just it's just sad that uh, people. It just seemed like people always looking for validation mm -hmm. from somebody, mm -hmm. you know. And and in in all throughout the Bible, God is telling he's validating what kind of person you should be. Mm -hmm. If you just pick the scripture up and read it, you don't need. If God say you is if he's saying you're all these things, why does man have to or woman have to tell you that you're all those things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the Bible also say that you have what you say it don't say that I have what Jonathan say or I have what uh, my kids say or my mom or my daddy say whatever they say I can have whatever they say it does it has, I have what I say so I have to speak these things to myself yeah so one of the things that I do um, like I used to go to this church called uh, Eastside Faith Center in Texas, Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, at, at the time, I never understood it, but our pastors, we used to always say this before we get out of church. I am the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Uh, servants trample under my feet. Uh, I am the lender and not the borrower. And we would say this every time. And I, I just thought it was some like thing they just said at church, but it, I realized what what that meant. Like if you tell yourself this every day and you believe it, mm -hmm. you will become these things. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing empowering um, effect to be able to know that you can do these things. And I think I said it earlier that I, I know for myself, I felt like it wasn't necessary. I felt like you know, I know, but I didn't necessarily, I realized that I wasn't saying it because I didn't necessarily believe it. I was avoiding it because I was just like, I'm okay. You know, it's okay. And it seemed kind of corny <laughs> to do it for me. But then I knew that I needed it after doing it and after empowering myself and being able to push past myself, I had to, I had to do it. And then I had to remind myself because those things, those words and then the word of God, it's something, it swims. Even when you're doing wrong, 
it swims in you. You know, like even like songs, gospel songs, encouraging words, conversations that I've had, people encouraging me, it swims inside. And then even my, even the words of my father, you know, even the words of my, you know, my father, my heavenly father swims around inside of me, you know, because I believe God, you know, he speaks through his people and then he speaks, uh, he speaks from his words, his word and everything. So I, you know, I can experience that, you know, I get encouraged every time I hear your story, James. And, but, you know, my story is very different where I did grow up in the church and everything like that. So it was always there, always available for me. But then my world otherwise in school and, and all of that, for me, I never really fully felt the my own power. I didn't feel like I was in the image of the Lord. I felt like, you know, I was there, I was placed and all that. I never really thought about it, like, but I just never really felt empowered enough. I felt like it was for everybody else to be strong. And for me, I was meant to sing and direct the choir and everything. I didn't see the strength in that. I didn't see the value in myself or whatever. And then got I got teased all throughout school, got called outside of my name and everything like that. And it's something when you get out, called outside of your name, you know, anybody in any circumstance, that you probably have to say these things more. You do have to say these things a lot more than you, the normal person. You got to say it more because otherwise, if you don't, then you always hear those words of that, of those people. You always hear the words of, you know, the person that was putting you down and all of that. You don't hear the words of your father. So I'm grateful to God for his word because I'm like, this overrides everything that was ever said to me. Like we was talking about being created in his image earlier, you know, all of these things about being the bridegroom, all of these things were about him knowing the plans for us and everything. These are things that we are consistently, you know, having to be told. And he was like, oh, it gets old. No, it doesn't. It don't get old. If you like you like you said, you said something about choosing happiness. That is perfect to actually know that. And to know that you can choose whatever you want. You can choose happiness. You can choose sadness if you want. You can choose peace and joy, or you can choose, you know, detriment. You can choose these things. You can choose it. And that we have the ability to be able to choose whatever we want our lives to be, whatever we want to hear, but whatever we want to be able to tell ourselves, we want to be able to choose it, choose the right words, choose, you know, that we want to be made and created in his image, choose that we want to know that he has the plans for us, choose, choose Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And like you said, uh, like the the word of God swims in you is, is just because it, it doesn't come back void. Mm -hmm. So wherever, it, wherever, wherever ears it hit, wherever eyes it, it that sees it is going to stick. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's why I think it's very important to have those visuals yeah. for encouragement. And 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 and, and, and you never know, you, you know you. You post something like that in your house and maybe somebody else might come in there and, and see that, right. you know, and then it encourages them as well. Like your, uh, 
your guests or family or friends or whoever come over uh, to visit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 just something I think is very important. That's because right now I just feel like this world, <laughs> with all the things that's going on with the the COVID and uh, I hate to keep giving it light, but COVID and uh, that's where we are racism and you know just the separation between parties and stuff is just like it just seemed like to me uh i that stuff was important but i feel like if everybody just go back to the basics mm-hmm. and uh i don't know and just i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to tie this somewhere i'm, I'm trying to get somewhere you're good, you're good. i'm trying to get somewhere just because i feel like uh i feel like every i i just feel like a lot of people are trying to be something that they're not that's just what i feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. instead of being true to themselves i feel like a lot of people are trying to be something that they're not but we all did Um, that i believe i think we all we all at some point in time yeah yeah at some point in time and i don't know if that comes with age is when you start to realize that i do see in some young people that they kind of already know who they are yeah and they already show it and they don't they really don't look for validation for anybody else of uh of who they should be. Right. Um, I can even see it in some of my kids. I have some that are followers uh, sometimes, but, uh, you know, most of them are, are kind of pretty, pretty uh, steadfast on who they are as people. So, um, yeah. So it's something like, I think, like I was saying, like, it's just, choosing who you are yeah like you just choose like if it's in you it's in all of us to do and they just got the um the message a little bit early maybe they will encounter it at some time maybe they won't you know i think yeah. we all as human probably encountered that back and forth of being like that's why god's word exists is because we have that conflict you know we have that human conflict to be able to be like okay am i going to follow this situation or am I going to choose my destiny? I'm going to choose my um, choose. Like I believe that's what the whole point is. I think this whole year spoke to mental health. I think it spoke to, you know, will we follow or will we lead? You know, yeah. in a sense, like I think it exposed a lot of things that, you know, we needed to see. Yeah, like we needed to see this for ourselves, like, and that's why I'm like, for me to be worried and everything, and I don't, I don't know if it necessarily is with age. I just think it comes down to, you know, <laughs> maturity and choice, and you know, on who you will stand on, whose rock will you stand, who will you stand on, like, will you know and be believe consistently? Because you gotta understand, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not alone in this you know that you have those moments, those moments. You've had those talks and stuff like that where it's like, I don't know, I felt led, you know, to send you send you a song or send you this or whatever. And then times yeah. where I know that, you know, I might not say it all the time, but then when you hit me up or something like that or whatever and say something specific, I need that moment. Like I have you yeah. know, many friends like that where it's just like, I didn't say anything, but you you said it to me. And I'm like, I needed that. 
I needed to hear that at that moment or whatever. Yeah. Because you know, the thought process runs 24 hours a day. We don't know what each other is thinking. Like even with you said your kids, I congratulate that, but then maybe there is some self-doubt, but maybe they are able to see see something based off of something you said to them or that you know somebody and one of their friends or whatever the case may be to be able to hold fast to you know what god says about them right you're right yeah you you definitely don't know what anybody's thinking you definitely don't know what anybody's going through um and that's a that's a good that's it's always good to reach out to uh to people who just because somebody seemed happy on the surface or or seemed like they're okay doesn't mean they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a conversation I just had like a few minutes ago. Um, I can't, I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> so um, if something's going on, I, I need to know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if I'm calling eggs, just be honest. Like I'm not going to judge you and say, Oh, well, well, you told me this. So I'm going to run with it and just have my day with it. You know, I'm not, I'm going to sit there and listen, and then and if you ask for advice, I'm going to give it to you. Right. Um, and that's just how it is. But <clears throat> in order for us to be able to get to that point to like help other people, I feel like we need to, we, we still should help people. Yeah. But we definitely got to help ourselves. Yes. And, yeah. And we have to. And, and I feel like it, me, me and my younger sister was talking about this today, like, Mental mental health is important, yeah. and it's we it need to be encouraged more, you know. And I think it is. I think because there's a lot of people coming out in the opening now. Uh, I see it on TV all the time. Like, where people are going to get some type of therapy, or they're taking some kind of medicine, or or they just having sabbaticals from whatever, you know, to just deal, you know, just to, just to kind of take a step back from everybody and just get themselves together. And I think that's awesome because I think that's the time where you can find, get to know yourself a little better. And that's what last year taught us. It, it put us in a place where we everything was shut down. So you had to deal with yourself. You know, you had to deal with yourself. And and that's when I started, you know, that's when I, I started, like, I, well, who am I? Like, who, who does God say I am? You know what I'm saying? Um, because... I've been through some things and and everybody try to put a title on me based off of what they know about me. Mm-hmm. I've been called evil. I've been called a demon from what I heard. I've been called no good. I've been called a good father. I've been called types of stuff. I'm like, well, that's some of those things I am and, some, and a lot of those things I'm not. And I'm not going to dwell on that because I know who I am right. and I know who God, who God, God knows who's I, who or who I am. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to to bring it up for anybody that's going through a situation like that where they just feel like uh, I don't know, like this this concern is consuming their mind of what people think about them, and and it's the ones that get you that I think that hurt people the most is when they have family, somebody that's close to them, mm-hmm. seeing these things about them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you still had to stay steadfast and which in your belief of who who you are now. Now, if you are doing, if you are being something other than what God is saying, that you that's something you have to deal with and pray about, right. you know, because it, it 
yeah, the Bible says that we are those things, but if you are doing the opposite, if you're not abiding by God's law and, uh, you know, walking in his footsteps, then you may be going in the direction of what people think you are, you know? But you you don't have to stay there. Like Donnie McClurgis said, he said, we all fall down, but we, we get up. That's the only difference between a saint and a sinner, you know? Is you are you going to stay down or are you going to get up and do something about it? That's right. So. Like it is. I wrote something down while you were talking about accepting what is true about you. Like, like my story. Like I always, I try to tell it. You know, when it's when it comes down, you know, to this particular topic, because I I know that since eight years old, when we moved over to um. Jersey and it still affects me when I actually tell this story but it affects me better now because I know who I am and everything and um but I'm such an advocate for people putting I'm such an advocate for people putting each other down especially family members putting their kids down or even family members putting their anybody down whatever but since I was eight years or when I was eight years old we moved over to New Jersey from Philadelphia and I um I I remember we got there and I was the new kid and everything like that. I wasn't the most masculine kid because I I didn't play sports and everything like that. And I always had compared that that I wasn't the most masculine kid. I didn't want to go out and play in the dirt. I didn't want to do any of that as a boy. I was it just was not you know in me. It was it wasn't yeah, it wasn't me. So yeah, when I got to that school, I can almost remember maybe the days that I did not get called a faggot or I did not get called gay. And then you fast forward my life where I started to take some of that power back when I started utilizing my gift and all of that. And then usually um, most of the time what happened that, you know, it dwindled, but it still, I heard those words. And then maybe those people didn't even say it anymore, but I still heard it. I still heard it in my head because it had been planted, but I did not substitute those words. I avoided the word of God. You know, I had to wait on people to tell me that I, what I was not, because I wasn't sure what I was or what I wasn't. So I started to believe in those words. I started to believe in them. And it wasn't like I was activating in it or anything like that. It just was, I started to believe it. And it's being careful of what you believe about you that you forget what God said. Because many years later, I, you know, I went and entered into that world based off of what was said about me. Yeah. And that's that wasn't me saying it. It was the world saying it. it was this one saying it or whatever. But that's not what God said about me. But then the beautiful thing about God is he used it for his glory. He still uses it for his glory. Like they said this about you, but this is what I said. And the comparison, it can't compare. It can't compare. You know, you let the experiences happen that we may believe the things that people said about us, but then it didn't, it does not compare. So now it's such a leg up. It's such a propeller, you know, for us to be able to, to, to believe in his word and to believe 
his word about us rather than these people. I still think about it. I'm like, man, uh, you know, I wanted to be down about that. And, and and even years later, like, you know, people still try to bring those words back on me that I went to school with. But I was like, oh, my God, what a miserable life that they're leading, you know, to be able to dwell in, in what is wrong. I, I always look for the people that are putting somebody else down or trying to bring them down or whatever in a way like what's going on with you and then the way that god can use us in situations that are people trying to put us down into that place that shows growth in us that you know somebody can be you know coming by and try to come at your neck and i can look at it in a way it's hard i can look at it in a way to be like what's up with you what's going on with you that you're trying to convey or trying to you know invoke all of that negative energy or something or putting me down into a place that I don't belong in. What's going on with you? You know, I have to ask questions at at this time. Like, and I have even checked myself sometimes when I'm trying to put somebody else down in my thoughts or whatever the case may be. I'm like, what's going on with you? What, what's up? But then I have to check that because I know that happens with nobody, no man, no, nobody can say that. Oh, nothing's going wrong. I just know this is this about you. How do you know? How do you know? So something's going on inside of you and recognizing that is the empowering moment. Thank you for listening. Join us another time next time at Simple Talk.